morning, good day, Wednesday, July 5th, 2023, the day after. I actually almost forgot to talk, by the way. I was, uh, was really getting into that groove there. <laughs> I swear to you, I almost uh, just kept right on listening to the music. Um, I don't know if that's good, if that's a good thing or not. Um, I hope you're well. I hope you had a good couple of days off. Maybe you have the whole week off. Lisa has the whole week off. Um, I'm going to be kind of off, kind of on. I'm going to just, uh, you know, I got some work to do, but I'm not going to sit in an office for eight, nine, ten hours, not doing that. Um, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, she and I get uh, uh, get to do something. Maybe she'll take me to lunch or something, or maybe I'll take her to lunch. Um, that'll be fun. Uh, we've eaten enough bad food over the last four or five days that should probably rein it in a little bit now. But um, I'd be up for a good lunch. In fact, I got a couple of couple of fun spots that we haven't been to in a really long time. That it would be fun to to go visit and check out. Um, hot weather. Holy buckets! Was it? Just, uh, I I mowed the lawn yesterday morning and it was beautiful outside. So I was, I don't know, I mowed probably nine in the morning. And um, I was like, well, if it stays like this, geez, it's not going to be that bad. Oh, I went out there about, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon um, to water plants. And I don't know, I just wanted to be outside for a little while. And holy, I mean, the sun, like just, uh, it was. It felt like it was burning me just instantly. Uh, joke of the day today is going to be long form. I haven't done. I maybe I've done one of these. I don't know if I have. I stay away from them because a I won't remember them well, or b if I have to read them, I'll read them poorly and ruin the joke. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I mean, have to do a knock knock joke if this doesn't go over well. Uh, so, okay, this is a little Johnny joke. Uh, I love little Johnny jokes, and this is a great one. Uh, teacher's teaching class, and she sees that little Johnny isn't paying any attention, so she asks him the question. She said, if there's three ducks sitting on a fence, and you shoot one of them, how many are left? Little Johnny says, none. Teacher says, well, why would you say none? Because the shot scared all of them, little Johnny says. The teacher says, no, there's two left, but I like how you're thinking. So Johnny turns around and asks the teacher, he says, if there are three women walking out of an ice cream parlor, one is licking her ice cream, one is sucking her ice cream, and the other is biting her ice cream, which one's married? And the teacher's a little bit annoyed. She says, the one sucking her ice cream. And Johnny says, no, the one with the wedding ring, but I like how you're thinking. Nice. Little Johnny jokes are just the best. You know, there's a, there's some jokes that um, I'm pretty sure you can't tell anymore. Remember the, um, what do you call a guy with one arm, or with no arms, no legs uh, in a tree? <laughs> you call him Russell. I don't know if it's okay to tell those jokes anymore. So I, I've stayed away from them, but I got a whole slew of those. You should uh, bust some of those bad boys out. What am I grateful for today? I wish I could like just automatically know everything I'm grateful for rather than having to make a chore out of it. It's sad. 
I have to make a chore out of this every day. Um, I just wish I was just always naturally grateful, always identified the thing to be grateful for in any given moment. I am grateful that I've had some time off, and I will continue that. I mean, I've worked a little bit over every day, but no... Like, there's no pressure to right now. I don't have anything. I have one pending thing that has to get done this week. And I might get some phone calls from clients that I need to, to take care of right away. But otherwise, I'm not going to, um, I'm, I'm not going to do the eight, nine, 10 hours in the office. I'm not doing it. Not doing it, man. You can't make me. Uh, so I'm grateful for, for a little bit of time off. It, it does feel good. Um, I, I have to say that. For the first time in a long time, I don't feel like I had to have some time off because normally around this time of year, I'm like, geez, I've been going since, since February and I just, I got I don't feel that way uh, this year. So I, I don't know if that's because it's easier. I don't know, maybe I haven't worked all that hard. Who knows? Um, I'm grateful that Outlander is back. We didn't even know. You know, normally Lisa is all over. When's our favorite show coming back? And she'll go and Google it. And then, of course, there's never an answer. There's always like, well, rumors are. Uh, and then, you know, eventually there becomes a, an official release date. Um, we hadn't, we haven't, like, I, we haven't watched any news or anything. We don't, we're not really seeking that out. We'd almost given up on Outlander because it's been over a year. You know, they, they were at a crappy time. The last season ended um, right around COVID time, I believe. And so I think that that had something to do with it because by the time they would have gotten back into production, there was a COVID, they had to wait. And then again, I don't understand the process. I would love to understand the process and why it takes as long as it does. I wanted to say it takes so long, but I don't know that it does. Maybe it goes by really quick. Um, but it seems like if I made it, a movie or, a, well, let's just say a TV series. If I had a TV series and there was going to be a second season. I think I would actually, in the filming of the first season, as long as it was written, maybe that's the whole thing is they got to wait for it to be written. Um, I would I would start the second season right away. You know, not not just filming it. And then you end this, the first season, and then you already have some in the can for the second season, so, you know, you got some time to catch up. I think I would do that. Plus, continuity would be better and all that. Anyway, what do I know? I don't know how long all that stuff takes, but Outlander is taking forever. Uh, it starts back up, and um, if you haven't watched Outlander, for the love of God, um, whew, good. We're in season seven. Good series. First couple of seasons are some of the best um, entertainment I have ever seen. Um, th- this season is... It's off to a decent start, but I like the the production value seems a little cheesier. I don't know if it was rushed a little bit, but it, not all of it. Just like there's every once in a while you get to a scene you're like eh. maybe and maybe that was there all the time, but I just didn't notice it because I liked it so much. And right now, maybe I'm just kind of mad at it for taking so long to come back. So I'm looking for, eh, I don't want to watch this anymore. Um, I'm also grateful for rediscovering music. I um, I'm going to thank Ben Hotz for this. Um, he and I started doing music reviews and we were doing this thing this week. Uh, in fact, today we actually will have our conversation uh, a little bit later on this morning. Uh, he and I will have a conversation about um, our favorite Yacht Rock songs. And um, I mean, I have this huge list and we're, we're doing top tens. And I got to be honest with you, it's fun kind of, it's, it's time consuming. 
of all the songs that I would love to put on a Yacht Rock playlist, um, narrowing it down to 10 is hard. Getting down to number one is even harder. Um, but I have, you know, I, I find myself listening to music and really getting excited about it again. I was listening to um, She's Gone by Hall & Oates. <laughs> what a great song. Oh, my good Lord. I'd pay the devil to replace her. She's gone. Um, just there, uh, There's so many good good Yacht Rock songs, good songs in general. And uh, I'm really excited to do this. In fact, uh, I'm trying to plan a Yacht Rock party this year. Uh, we'll see. Uh, don't forget to be grateful, please. Um, tell people you're grateful for them and um, and be grateful. It's it's important. Very disorganized today, and I like it. Um, I decided to go on the internet and look at um, entertainment news. There's two things that jumped out at me. Only two. There's a hundred stories that I just kind of looked at the headlines. There's only two that interested me. <laughs> so that's that's I don't know saying something. I guess. Um, did you know that Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk might have a cage match fight? <laughs> so effing awesome. I, I think these two really actually hate each other. There's now supposedly a, a Mark Zuckerberg Facebookish kind of Twitter thing coming out. Um, and I don't know, for whatever reason, they're, they don't like each other and they're gonna, they might actually fight, um, which just seems. I don't know, like, I don't know, reverse, I don't know. Like, they were probably the ones being picked on as kids, and now they're going to pick on each other. That just seems weird. It really does. Uh, And then the other thing that struck me about the entertainment news was the the fact that the Kevin Spacey trial is just getting underway. (laughs) That's just, uh, you know, that was one of those fall from graces that falls from grace, however you'd say that. Um, that I didn't see coming. I Kevin Spacey was always one of those actors where you felt like, um, guy's a really good actor, and he, I mean, unusual suspect or usual suspects. I mean, unbelievable movie, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think that like, you didn't see that coming. He didn't seem like that kind of kind of guy, and and then when it came out, then he started seeming like that kind of guy, and he started saying all the wrong things and putting out all the wrong information. He, it, it was like, well, maybe he is a, a loon. Um, anyway, I didn't see that coming, but that seems like it was eons ago, and the trial's just getting underway. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what to say anymore about that. Like, do I ever want to see it? I don't. I'm not one to be like, I'll never watch a Kevin Spacey movie again. I'm not like that. I separate. That's easy to separate. Can I believe that he would be in a new movie? Eh, that I don't know about. Guess what we got today? Oh, yeah. Sup, dog? A little more Carol Sombri. Um... I asked uh, a while back, she and I had been talking, and I asked about whether dogs hold a grudge or not. And uh, it, she, it just turned into an entire podcast because uh, an entire episode of a podcast anyway. And, um, you know, like when your dog does something like pee in the house or, um, you know, kind of 
seems like he's holding a grudge against you. Are they actually capable of holding a grudge? And that's that's what our conversation was about. Studies show, when you first asked me that, my, my instinct, I have to be honest with you, was to say, no, Kale, they don't hold a grudge. But you're right. They actually do. Um, they have, again, the cognitive and emotional abilities, much like a toddler. So they do hold a grudge. There has been some studies on coyotes that shows that, like, if one plays too roughly, they will avoid it. Okay. And there was even some human studies that showed that when somebody didn't, like, if I didn't help you, you were trying to do something. They actually had a person with treats and a container. And I didn't help you or I was mean to you the dog was less likely to take treats from me, that stranger. Wow. So to answer your question, I always answer your questions with either no or it depends. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, normally you answer my questions with, Kale, you're screwing everything up, not the dog. That's, <laughs> that's usually how that goes. Uh, but no, I, I do. And it seems like they hold a grudge. And they certainly, you know, I remember back in the day, oh, dogs don't remember. And I'm like, the hell they don't. They remember. I, my, um, now this is a long time ago. And I know all this training stuff with dogs has changed so much, especially over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, because right? we didn't have studies years ago. And right. so and has so changed. We had a, my girlfriend at the time, her dad just got a chocolate lab and he's a big dog. He's like an 80 pound dog. And he was just, he was awesome. And he's just a loving dog. You come in and he'd just jump all over you. And he, they didn't, they wanted to train him not to jump. So their thing was, if he jumps on you, just lightly bring your knee up into to his chest and, and just let him know that that's not going to be a, a good place for him to jump up on you like that. So the dog, so, and I don't care. Like I, I didn't mind if a dog jumped up on me. That would never bother me at all. Uh, but he, he jumps up on me and to, you know, abide by their rules. I gently, well, he had, the dog had been so straight up when he jumped on me that any pressure that I put on him toppled him. And that dog never like I I understand that he never jumped on me again I get that that part but he didn't like me as much anymore ever right the way I remember and I just felt Um, effing horrible Horrible. and you remembered that and how do you remember that I probably asked what you had for breakfast yesterday and you might not be able to tell me but you remembered that and and that leads us to a whole nother podcast but that's called emotional learning or single event learning and what, what, what was the second term? Single event learning. Single event learning. Oh, so single your brain event allocates learning. extra resources to protect that memory. And absolutely dogs have that ability. So they can remember something. It's linked to survival. I guarantee right. you. Um, well, oh, let, you know, we were talking a little bit about your hair. We could use that example too. But I guarantee if you put your hand on the stove and you got a little burn, you're never going to touch the stove again. Right. Um, Think about something. Have you ever eaten at a restaurant or had a type of food? No, or never. beverage that no. you didn't, that you got sick after it. Oh, Might yeah. Not have, yeah, 100%. Yep. And you'll never want, you will never yep. eat that at that restaurant Tequila. again. Tequila okay. is a great, tequila is <laughs> a great one. Beverage. I, was, <laughs> I was trying to be good, but okay. I'll tell tequila. you, it's a quick story. I was, a bunch of us, there were a table full of shots. And this is in the 90s. And I ordered a rumplements, which is chilled. And it's very um, sugary. I right? know what it is. And I, so everybody gets it, but most people are getting tequila. I don't realize it, but I got a tequila and I was expecting the, the icy, cho- chilled, refreshing rumplements. 
and uh, I got so sick. I've never had tequila since. Okay, and do the math. Do the math, Kale. That was what? Yeah, 30, 30 years, years ago. ago. Yep. Which is hard because you're 29, right? But, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but that was 30 <laughs> years ago. And you, to this day, if somebody offers you a shot of tequila, I'm guessing yep. you're like, no, thank you. 100%. So, you know, fear or things that are linked to survival never leave the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that stores fear memories. Our brain allocates extra resources to protect that memory so we never get in that predicament again. And although dogs' brains are smaller than ours, but they're very, they're, they're very much like ours, they have that same ability. So for him and for you, for the dog and for you, that situation, and you're right, we no longer do that need, but that's what we did back in the day. That, that memory was somewhat traumatic for you and the dog, and you both stored that memory. Yeah. Unfortunately, what came with it was a little bit of fear for you, for, from you, you know, the dog with you. Yeah. And I'll tell you, um, I was a little bit always reticent around the dog because I'm like, oh my God, please don't jump up on me again. Cause I don't ever want that to happen again. Right. Like I, right. I was a little, like I've never been intimidated by a dog before in my life. I, I wasn't intimidated by him, but I was like, I just didn't want anything else to happen. And so I was, I was timid around him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I didn't want any, I did everything I could to make sure nothing would go wrong with that dog because I liked it so much. Right, right. But could you ever make up for that? And no. you know what? I don't care what anybody puts with your tequila. <laughs> I don't care if it's your birthday. I don't care if they give yeah. you a mixer and a sidecar. Yeah. Um, you're not going to want that tequila again because your brain said no. So dogs absolutely can store memories. Fear never leaves a portion of the brain. Um, that's linked to survival. Their brain, our brain, your brain, you know, our brains are designed to keep us safe. And in that moment, he logged that memory probably for life. I mean, you probably could have came back 10 years later. So they do have what's called single event learning. They do have a brain that, you know, protects memory linked to survival. And yes, they can hold grudges. Now they don't, what they don't do about it is they don't maul over it. Like we do in, for in, the in between time, right? And right, right. they don't plan revenge. So the people who say, <laughs> "Oh my dog potted in the back bedroom because he held a grudge because I went to work, and therefore he pooped in the back bedroom for me to get revenge," that they don't have. They are not planning a revenge. They're not planning a takeover. They probably pooped because they had to, or maybe they were anxious. Think about it. Poop for them is a wonderful thing. Some of them eat it, roll in it, <laughs> sniff it. They did not leave you poop in the back bedroom because they are planning. Okay, poop, um, but pee is different, correct? Because they mark. I would say pee is the same, you but, know. But, but they mark with pee. So let me just say this, that I, and I had this conversation with my sister. Uh, with, she goes, your dog's not upset. It didn't pee in the house because you left. It, it just had to go to the bathroom. Okay, I have let, hear me out here. I have let my dog out and he's gone to the bathroom. This is my big dog, Spencer, my buddy, my, my, my bestie. Um, and I let him outside cause I was going to go mow the lawn. Okay. He goes outside, he okay. pees on some stuff, comes back in. I'm not out mowing the lawn for 15 minutes and he's peed in the house. Okay. So that's one of three things I can't tell you for sure. Hormones. Okay. Okay. He had to go to the bathroom, which you're telling me is a no, that's the rule. Probably out. not. Right. Right. Okay. So then it's hormones. Or it's some stress and anxiety. Maybe dad's out there. Wait, is he coming back in? Where is he going? Wait, he's outside. I want to be out with him. 
oh my gosh, this is stressing me out. I got to go put my name on something. Okay. So, so now that so makes marking sense. is almost marking into adulthood is almost always stress and anxiety. If the dog is neutered. Wow. Really? So we have a little dog that when the two male dogs, right? The little dog, uh, goes to the bathroom on something. The big dog has to run over there and mark it. Yeah, then that's normal dog behavior. That's just him saying. Outside, yeah. Okay. But if they're going inside, most of the time marking. I, um, I would. If I you would ruled go- out hormones, if you ruled out a medical problem, and the dog is neutered, and the dog has just used the bathroom, it is almost always stress or anxiety. I, I would. You know. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. The idea that uh, he had to go to the bathroom was ruled out a number of times. But I will say this, it's so weird. We get, we get anxiety when we leave. We're like, oh, God, what are we going to find when we get home, right? Well, since we got the, the younger dog, and when we leave, we make sure that they've got a bunch of things to do, we never have any problems. Great job. Never have any yeah. problems. Because um, dogs can't multitask, but that's another conversation. Yeah, it's so weird, right? Like Lisa's like, oh, they were over there. It's like they didn't even know I was leaving. Right. And, mm-hmm. But if otherwise we're leaving, it's like, what? Where are you going? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then they work themselves up to a frenzy. So they absolutely can um, have the emotional and cognitive ability to hold a grudge, but they don't seek revenge and they don't stew about it. All right. Thank you, Carol Sumbry, once again for all your information. Uh, I, you, I have an endless thirst for knowledge about what's going on with my dog. I just, um, I, I told Carol that um, one of the things that my my big dog, my best friend, my buddy, uh, did does is to go into my office and he'll pull out some garbage and then shred it up in my office. And she said, "Well, first of all, you should roll up a newspaper to, to start remedying the problem. You should roll up a newspaper and hit yourself in the head three times." Uh, and, uh, her point was you should cover the garbage because your dog, that's a dog's going to do that. They scavenge. They, that's just part of their, their nature. And, uh, so this morning I come in here and he got my garbage and I, and it's my fault. I get it. Uh, we, most garbages in the house are covered, but my office garbage is not covered. So, uh, just love, uh, talking with Carol Sumbry and, uh, uh, always a wealth of information. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I know that it was informative for me. So that's what's eating kale today. Uh, I've got some more stuff coming up. Uh, hopefully this week is really loud. Ben and I will do our top 10 list, our dueling top 10 list of Yacht Rock songs. Until then, make it a good one.